0: hello beautiful people and welcome back to my podcast so today we have the angel that helped to get my instagram account back my good hacker as some of you would know her from my previous episode when i mentioned her and the reason why i brought her on is actually just to help you guys to protect your accounts and to protect your instagram so um i know a lot of you would probably be like i am not interested in listening to this but please listen to it because i was so naive about this whole shit all this stuff and security and instagram and you know double authentication and I was like it's on my phone I'm fine no you need more than that especially if you're running a business through your Instagram so this is for everybody it's a little bit heavy so if you're having a shit day don't listen to this because like it's not going to up your vibes it's probably just going to make you more stressed but I would definitely put it on a to-do list to listen to because it is really valuable and very very important information okay, Um, so please share this with your friends, throw it in your group chats, share it on your Instagram page, because guys, there is a, um, some major, there's a really big increase in cyber attacks at the moment, Um, I have so many people, I've been getting DMs from people's accounts being hacked and everything, Um, so please make sure that you share this, and please do not click any suspicious links or DMs through Instagram or through your email, anything, anything that seems like a little bit off, don't do it because well, actually my scams didn't even seem off, but I still did it. Anyway, listen to this episode because you'll learn a lot um, in terms of also how to kind of um, know if you're about to be hacked. Chelsea's going to kind of like give us a little bit of insider information on kind of getting those um, like warning signs, I guess you could say um i also want to quickly just remind you guys that queen alchemy is open for enrollment right now it is flying out the door it's nearly full and it's literally been like not even a week since i've opened it so if you are wanting to do the last round of queen alchemy for this year then please make sure that you get on it so you do not miss out um and also if any of you wanted to join baba which is my feminine business coaching program and you didn't get to this year um, I'm actually going to open the 2021 round early, which means that you can start listening to all the content in the videos because there's like so many hours of videos. You can start listening to it all like this year. So, once we start doing stuff next year, then you've already listened to all the content. So, you'll be able to get like ahead of the game. So, make sure you keep a lookout on my Instagram and on my email list for that. And if you are not on my email list, please make sure you're on my email list because that is where you make sure that you don't miss out on the juicy, important things. And it also means that you have a backup to me god forbid instagram goes down or anything else in the future happens please make sure that you are subscribed to my email list i do not spam um so it is really really important So I will send you guys an email out when BABA pre-enrollment open. Um, I also am making an emasculation. I don't know what I'm going to call it, but I'm making a course that is all about not emasculating men. So that's going to be coming up soon. So keep a lookout for that too. And just like lots of exciting things on the work. So guys, make sure that you're following my Instagram story for all the vibes as per usual, because I really do put the effort in making sure that my Instagram story is full of vibes and not just like talking all the time. Um, And yeah, listen to this amazing episode and you can't tag chelsea but you can tag me in it so i can repost it um and make sure that you sign up to chelsea's masterclass if you would like help in protecting all of your accounts because she will do the masterclass for you guys if she gets enough demand for it so just sign up to the waitlist um so that you can be notified if she does the masterclass which would be really helpful because having chelsea just showing me how to set everything up just made my life so much easier because it can be very confusing to do on your own and really overwhelming but when someone guides you through it's like oh that was so much more helpful and then it's done and dusted after the masterclass finishes or whatever okay so all her details are in the thingy below and enjoy the episode hello and welcome to the feminine as Spark podcast i'm your host monica yates a period and icf certified women's life coach and i help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Welcome, everybody, back to the podcast. We have the amazing Chelsea here, who is my good hacker. So for anyone, or an ethical hacker, as it's professionally called. um, So as you guys would know, my account was hacked a few weeks ago by some stupid fucking asshole people. And now we're all hunky-dory and good, thanks to Chelsea. But it was such a stressful week. And I'm glad we're doing this podcast because so many more people's accounts have been hacked, and this blue tick scam is going everywhere. I'm getting, like, DMs on the daily being, like, how do you get your account back? And the more that, you know... know chelsea's also trying to help people the more i'm realizing it was literally like a miracle that i did get my account back and that sarah's friend just like randomly found my account so she was just like an angel that day So today we are going to talk all about protecting your account, getting your account back, a bit about how my account was taken over. I mean, I don't even remember how we got it back at this stage. I feel like it was just a blur because it was just so stressful, but so amazing when we were getting it back. Um, And then just giving you guys a pile of information about what's like really happening with our social media and stuff that we aren't aware of. So Chelsea, I don't know how much of an intro you want to give because obviously things need to stay a little bit private, Um, but do you want to give a little intro that you can to everybody?
1: Yeah, so I actually have a degree, it's called cybersecurity, and I got it about 10 years ago before it was a thing. So I got my start basically because um, my identity was stolen as an 18 year old kid, and I didn't find out till I went for a job interview and I decided to learn everything I could about protecting myself. And one of the paths that I went down is helping online businesses who are, you know, 98% run through third party applications and stuff, protect their assets. And so that's kind of what I help Monica and others do is protect not just your Instagram account, but your email accounts are associated, your websites, your, all of this stuff. Because as Monica and I will talk about just infecting one account, the way that your businesses are structured, especially if they're 110% online through third parties you can lose everything in a matter of minutes. And so that's where I kind of come in in my specialty is before, which is prevention. And then after, which is hack recovery and incident response. Those are kind of the three tiers I work in.
0: So can I lose my website? Can someone like take my website?
1: Yep, and I've seen it happen. I've even seen it happen where, Like if you hire an actual person and they manage all your hosting and everything, I've seen website guys get their hosting accounts hacked and they've lost like 20 or 30 sites that they're hosting and managing in a matter of minutes. Fuck.
0: So how do I protect my... I I I haven't protected my website yet. So how do I protect my website
1: so the easiest way to do it is to obviously make sure that you have sole control over your actual website hosting account and okay. then hiring somebody to give them access. So you would have an admin account like you would on your Google suite, mm-hmm. or for those of you who are listening, think of it like having a social media manager. So everybody manages it from one account, but you've got one unique login for that. And then your actual web guy is not an admin, but they're, a uh, editor. And so they okay. have all the access that you have, except they don't have access to your account. So that means if they do get their accounts compromised, your account is not linked to it. Ooh, uh, another I technique need to that, I that, that I use. Yeah. And I help with that. That's something that one of my business services offers is we okay. work through all of that. We kind of slice it and dice it so that your stuff is secure. Because again, I've also had to where not even that the account gets hacked, but you know, you hire a client of mine, hired a web designer to design their website. And because it was stationed outside of her country of origin, she actually could have potentially lost it. It wasn't registered by her. She had no ownership of it. And me and my friend went in and had to completely take her site over, scrape it off. Like she had paid all this money to have it designed. And then she almost lost it in a matter of hours because it wasn't done correctly.
0: Wow. Okay. We need to do that. I need to hire you to then do that for my website. Cause everything else is safe now, but I need my website to be safe. So we'll do that later. Um, amazing. Okay. So I guess, should we give a little rundown? Obviously I've explained to everybody what happened to my account, but do you want to give a rundown of what happened to my account in more like technical terms? Cause obviously I'm just like, my account got hacked, but like I say, I say it in dumb terms and you'd say it in like professional terms, like what actually happened to my account and how the fuck did we get it back?
1: Yeah, I can walk you through that simple process. So there's usually a few ways to get an Instagram account back, but it all depends on how you were hacked. Uh, Monica actually fell prey to what we call a phishing scam. And it sounds exactly like the obnoxious sport that it is, is people either send out a targeted email to you, or in Monica's case, a direct message with a malicious link embedded, and it takes you to either a separate page, or in some of my more mature cases, it actually embeds a virus in your web browser or your phone, and it logs all of your stuff. And so once that happens, even if you have two-factor authentication, if you have like an actual key that you plug into your keyboard that has to activate it, if a hacker is sitting there and they get an alert that says, hey, this was clicked on, they can actually watch you in real time on this fake site that looks exactly like Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, your web browser, whatever. And they can watch you enter in your credentials. And as you do it in real time, what they do is on their end, they're logged into that actual site and they're entering it in as in real time. And so if they can do it within a matter of seconds, they can take Mm. over your account and they sit there. And then the next step is before you do anything is you log everybody out. And then you start changing stuff. And the first thing you'll change is the email, which then you'll immediately change after that's authenticated about 20 or 30 minutes, then you change the password, you change all of these things, because then they're completely locked out of the account. And from there, depending on what type of virus that they've embedded, like in Monica's case, it was a keylogger, So it linked right to her business activities and her accounts that way and was able to embed it further into her business. And so even when she did get the account back, the hacker was still reading her emails and was trying to take it back from her because he was there.
0: Yeah. It was fucked um okay so when we got it back so everyone knows basically sarah's friend was searching on instagram for something and then she saw like this random account that she was quote-unquote following or like recently searched for and clicked on it and it was me and it was actually because she would recently searched for me so i can't even remember it was such a blur so once we found my account again with a different name and different everything but all my stuff was there sarah filled in the form online but how did we get it back? Like, I still am like, I can't even fucking remember. I feel like that was just, like, it's just like I've, I lost time in that, in that moment. <laughs> I don't even remember. Right. It's like blacked out in my brain.
1: So this is the key that um, is void on all Instagram platforms and really anything is they tell you how to get it back on their Instagram thing and you follow that to the letter the piece they leave out is it has to be the last account logged in. So in Monica's case, that would have been her social media manager, Sarah. And it has to be from the last device Sarah logged into Monica's account on, which was her cell phone, which is the case for most businesses that have social media managers. And in this case, it took her right to the page where she could recover the account. I have recently seen just within the last two or three clients where that page doesn't even come up because the hackers have gone in Log themselves out and then re-logged into their device and so then they are the only ones that can recover that account so Mm. it just matures
0: is that why it like wasn't really working for tim like the same way didn't work for other people
1: correct you have to the last actual because when you log into instagram most people don't realize this there's part of your we call it a session cookie but it's basically the annoying postage stamp if you will that tracks all of your stuff packing label, whatever you want to call it, it keeps track of the actual device you logged into the UPS or the URL location, which is your IP address. It keeps track of the actual GPS location. And in some cases it will actually even detect the device that you're logging in from. So if those Mm. do not all match the last recorded login that they have, they won't even give you access to the page, which i just recently seen with several of my clients yeah so that's where it gets dicey because even if you find the Instagram account the only hope you have of recovering it is either hiring a very sophisticated we call them gray hackers or black hackers which are the guys that go after these hackers and they either break into their accounts or in some cases they buy the accounts back from them Mm mm-hmm or going directly through Instagram and Facebook themselves. And you have to understand both of those paths are fairly risky. Obviously, Instagram and Facebook are safer, Mm -hmm. but trying to find somebody to actually contact there, they're going to ask for a lot of information because it's like I explained to my clients. It's very easy to become somebody else online. And it's very easy to take that identity from somebody else. The thing that you run into is getting that back once it has been taken from you is almost a thousand times harder. And so it's really hard. It's like proving you're a spy when you are a spy and somebody's stolen your spy identity. It doesn't work as great because nobody believes you after that. So you have to provide as much accurate information as possible. And so for most people, if they go in and they know like the original email that they created the account with, how many usernames they've had, all the phone numbers you've had, all of the hashtags that you've had, all of the filtering that you've put on, your most recent posts, if you can have a link to an outside account like your Twitter feed or your Facebook feed that is directly linked to your in say this is a post that I did, this is a post here, and they can go to APIs and they can see how those posts are linked. Or even in the case of like, if you have it where your Instagram feed or your Facebook feed is embedded on your website, that unique user ID, if you can provide a lot of these details and information, the more specific you can get, the more likely you are to be able to get your account recovered very quickly once it reaches that ticket, because you have to realize You're a number in a queue once you go to Instagram and Facebook, which is why a lot of influencers will tell you that they're not helpful. And it's not that they're not helpful. They are literally just buried in work and they're trying to not give the account back to a hacker because that's happened to them before in the past. But Mm. they're also trying to serve you guys and they can't do it if it doesn't match up correctly.
0: Yeah. And that's what was so stressful. But then, even like just before we started recording, Chelsea, you said that like you've seen like 50. new accounts, quote-unquote new accounts pop up with like these similar... Instagram for business. Cause the account that I saw last night, someone that I follow, he posted guys do not click on this scam. And he got sent the scam. Like, do not, this is a scam going around. Do not click on it. It was another Instagram instead of Instagram for business help. And they like double spelt some of the words, like help had two Ps for example. So like when you have a quick glance at it, it looks so legit, but it's actually not legit at all. Um, and you said like 50 have popped up in like the past day. So that's like 50 more accounts have been hacked basically.
1: Yep. And I wish I had the original owners to contact and be like, here's your information, but I don't. Yeah, And it's really hard once, because even for me, I can't prove that those are your accounts because there's just no way to know unless you can link it back to some piece of information. And
0: it's also really and, hard because like, I remember when I was trying to help Tim and I was even Google, I was even searching the Instagram for like the business or whatever those ones are called and clicking on them all. But the problem is they make them all private and I was never following Tim's like front runner account. So I couldn't see like I can't see what posts are there if that makes sense whereas like when Sarah's friend found my account the reason that she was able to see that it was my account was they hadn't they hadn't unfollowed Sarah's friend from following me and so Sarah was following this account still and was able to see all of my posts but these hackers like delete all the followers and remove all the followers it just makes no sense to me because clearly they're trying to remove all of your followers but then I'm like don't you want don't, to have an account that has 15K followers? Does that make sense, Chelsea, what I'm trying to say?
1: Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. And it's like I explained to my clients, it really depends on what the objective for the hacker is. There's mm. a few different types of hacks. One is to, like, a lot of people don't know this, but I help law enforcement officers and I've taken courses with them where they are creating, um, in a sense, bot accounts where they can do their own investigations. So they don't post pictures on it, they don't do stuff. But Instagram and Facebook recently, due to their privacy lawsuits in the US and other places, they've cracked down on those accounts. And so even those of us in law enforcement that are looking for like specific targeted victims of like stalking and harassment and all kinds of dirty stuff we won't even get into, a lot of times they need accounts. And so these hackers see a market where they will steal these accounts to create burner accounts for police officers and they'll sell them. And police officers don't even realize that they're buying fake accounts. They can just do that. Mm. Another object is could be, I've seen it happen before, where you're targeted by a rival. I've seen rivals pay upwards of $5,000 to have an account taken out
0: permanently. Wow. So that
1: they don't have stuff because they want to use whatever username you have. Another object That's is obviously... Fucked. It is. It's so messed up. And you can even see another object is like activists. They will go after for being able to spread their propaganda and their things like that, which is where you'll see most of the time they won't take over those accounts and delete them. They will just start randomly posting things. And it's one of those things where they try not to lose the followers. And then there's obviously more nefarious purposes, which is, you know, taking over your account to do other criminal activities, which can be so scary and really hard to regain from your reputation. But it's one of the reasons why I tell people that we have to be offensive with our security and you have to stay up to date with the latest scams. Um, Because this scam going around, I actually found it's been around for over a year, they've just migrated it from actual emails to now they're sending it through DMs, and they're sending it through legitimate Instagram accounts, because it's got more success that way. And clearly, they're being super successful, because they're getting hundreds of 1000s of accounts through these different groups. And it's not just different ones. And I can tell the difference between like Monica's hacker was an amateur. He made Mm. several big mistakes and you were probably one of the first accounts he got, which is why he got so mad and started trying to contact you through other means because he's like, dude, what the crap? I want to do this. And you were able to get it back. Whereas if you catch a more experienced hacker where they've got their steps down, they've got their groove and they're not making as many mistakes, that's where it's really hard to get your accounts back, which like in the case of Tim, he really you know, had a hard time getting his account back. Yeah. And I know we had to go through several different loopholes to try and find it. And so it's Which just is so a matter scary. of... Because
0: like I was traumatized. Like that was like a week from hell. And to think that I that I had an amateur hacker, it's like, fuck. So what are the good hackers like?
1: A good hacker, you will never know they're on your device. That's okay. what I tell people. They are completely like spies. They're completely because their goal depending on what it is, is to gather information and then decide how to go after you. Well, That's isn't that like you were
0: hacker. saying, who were you saying on us when we had our consultation and you were saying the Amazon dude? Had been Jeff like, Bezos. Yeah, had been like being what, like all of his text messages had been, had, had, was being read for a whole year or something before he his found entire out.
1: Phone, his entire phone was cloned and he had some serious security guys fired. <laughs>
0: Which is crazy, 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 crazy. So anyway, okay, let's talk about protecting your account. So I really, and actually, Chelsea, are you going to do that like masterclass thing that we kind of briefly talked about, about doing the two-factor authentication
1: stuff? Um, sorry, okay. I'm taking a side trip here. Um you know what? Let's put the, put it out to your users. And if they're interested, we can just have them sign up for an email list and yeah. then I'll put it together. Cool. Cause I just don't want to put it together. If it's like, they feel like they can just get it online or stuff like that. Yeah. Cause okay. I do okay. know other tricks and things that they can do.
0: Okay. All right, cool. So basically when it comes to protecting your Instagram account, now I had two factor authentication, but it wasn't enough. Do you want to share like what I did wrong?
1: So the biggest mistake that most individuals make with two-factor authentication is we rely on a phone number. And one of the things that we don't realize is that a hacker can, it's called spoofing, um, which is essentially like creating an anonymous email address for your phone, but we can take your phone numbers that you have that are posted on public platforms and use that to have those um, authentication text messages sent to us or to make it look like those authentication emails are coming from your phone so that's where if you do the real-time hacks which are really popular right now with COVID and everybody being um, confined to their homes that's where you can easily bypass two-factor authentication especially because you've given me the exact code that was sent to your phone and so all I have to do is go in and then I can use that to track you through any other means necessary to take anything else I feel like from you.
0: Amazing. (laughs) So I only had a phone and I thought a phone was enough as two factor, but it's not. I always just was like, you know, you see in the apps, they say like, you know, get an authentication app. And it was just like too hard, too hard, too hard because like, I'm not technologically that dumb, but like, I just, it just, it looks really confusing, but it's actually kind of simple to do. So basically the top thing is don't use a phone number. You need to use an authentication app that you need to set up for every single one of your things. So now I've got one for Instagram. I have one for Stripe. I have one for my G Suite. Every every platform that I now use for my business that has two-factor authentication, I've hooked it up to my app basically.
1: Yes. And that's important too, especially it's also important to go in and check your logins regularly. That's that's something that I know a lot of my okay. clients I ask them to do and tell them to do. Yeah. Because that's the quickest way to do that and get notifications about those logins and really have like if you are open for business, make sure somebody's paying attention. And mm. I feel like it's also important to go in on your off hours and check stuff because in the case of most hackers, they know your schedule and so they will know. wait until they know you're asleep and that's when they'll take your account. Like Which I just clients me. Yeah, it's it's true and I've seen clients where like they'll post that they get on an airplane and they're not on the airplane yet because they're doing delayed posting which is something I recommend. Mm-hmm. And they've had they've been able to stop their accounts from getting hacked because they weren't posting exactly there and the hackers weren't able to track stuff as well. But that's just stuff that we have to be aware of especially if you're going to be the public face of your business because in a sense when you are an influencer and you do have, you know, 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers half a million followers whatever it is you're considered a micro celebrity to them and no matter what kind of account you have it's super easy to do and the thing about it is is once they're in your Instagram account they have all that information so if you have like your muted comments on there and you've got lists of like addresses kids names birth dates things like that they have all that information too. And so now they have a whole different avenue of being able to steal your identity and sell it for identity theft. There's other things that they can do. They can take that same password if you're using variations of that password to protect things like your bank account, your your emails, stuff like that. I've seen people's lives wiped out in a matter of minutes because they use the same password for Instagram that they use for everything else. So Uh. it's very important to have all of those things. And the number one thing that I tell everybody is never answer anything important from your phone. Always answer it from your computer. Before you ever click on a link, you always want to hover over it. Even in all of your browsers, it will pop up with the URL link and double check it. When in doubt, don't click it. Go look up the email address yourself. Go to that. Because one of the ways that they get you is they look authentic. And all you have to do is click on this page and be mistaken for it. And then you're in kind of a whole world of trouble because that's Mm -hmm. where if there's anything that's downloaded or stuff like that, they can sit and monitor your account like Jeff Bezos for over a year before anybody detects it because that's how long it takes for updates and things to adapt to the things about cybersecurity. Because just as fast as we're coding and blocking these hackers out, they're looking for ways to do it. And unfortunately, the bad hackers outnumber the good ones.
0: Damn. So, do you recommend for anyone that's a micro influencer or a macro influencer or whatever, that if we're out of like, if we are anywhere, whether it's in our house or out, that we don't post in real time, but we save it and post it later?
1: Absolutely. The reason for that is it creates misinformation. And I don't recommend using scheduling apps just because if they know and they can pick up on that because it's like a set time every day, it's there. So you want to be able to, um, just like I said, Oh, Christmas is a great time where you, you know, you're going to so many parties and things like that. Just take a day where you don't post and then post, you know, after you've left or after you've already gone it. So like if you're going on a trip and you want to post in a more quote, real time manner, you post after you've gotten off the plane that you're taking a trip after you've gotten home you're there if you're going to you know share where you've been things like that like I do see that and one of the things that I tell people is if you're going to stay at a hotel or things like that and you're going to share about it you need to make sure that you're registered under an alias name you need to have that it's not illegal to do that as long as everything matches up and you'll have to consult attorneys but celebrities do it all the time what victims do it all the time people in law enforcement will do it there's so like they
0: have under a different name is that what you mean
1: Yeah, you can book under a different name. You just have to make sure that, and you'll have to check with your attorney and your privacy laws. But as long as the payment methods match the name that you're registering with, it's not a big deal. And um, that's something that I know my colleague, Michael Bazell, helps a lot of people do with like learning how to privatize their lives. And it's something that I've gotten into as well, just because even for myself, like Chelsea isn't my real name. I use an alias Mm. just because for me, it's one step in protecting different things. And it's a way to protect my family. Oh, it's so mysterious. My
0: You're not really Chelsea.
1: <laughs> nope. Nope. I, I do that. that.
0: Chelsea's, is just, Chelsea's that your stripper name.
1: <laughs> it, exactly. It's, it's literally like creating a stripper name or becoming a spy or however mm. you want to think about it. You know, I mean, James Bond, you you look at his accounts when he first comes out, he's Michael Caine and he's a whole bunch of different names and he has the government behind him, which is totally different. I'm not saying big big IDs guys. Yeah, That that is a big, big, big X. Yeah, big X you can get in a lot of a lot more trouble for that and you are not telling people that I said to do that
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay
1: I love that okay
0: so protect your account um okay something else that I wrote down to ask you so we said that also we want to talk about Facebook Twitter and Instagram and governments are using social media to reach more and more people
1: yeah do you have any specific questions about like well uh, yeah I guess I, like
0: so with my account we saw that um it was called Instagram for for help, business help or something or other is what I changed the name to. And it was basically like the, I think the 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 bio was something about like helping you during these COVID times with any like Instagram business support that you need. And you were kind of saying like, that people can take these accounts and like the governments can then, and correct me if I'm wrong, like pay for these accounts to then use them to uh, like use them basically for influence to, um, like for propaganda, like you were saying before, and to influence the audience to like vote for this person or support X thing?
1: Um, So yes and no. Governments will never actually pay for social media stuff, Um, at least if they do, and I'm going to say this in quotes because it's kind of a conspiracy theory among Mm -hmm. hackers, is they will never admit to it openly. Okay. So there are hacker groups out there believed to be backed by government institutions Um, and you'll see that any country you go to, they all kind of have their own conspiracy theories. We just, in the hacker world, we just kind of don't acknowledge it Mm -hmm. because it's one of those things where if you dig down that hole, you're at your own risk, Okay, but it's more interest parties is how it works. And so they can, yes, it absolutely, they can, um, influence it. And those are, if you see those, those are usually the accounts where they'll have a very big following, um, but they will post just more and more along the lines of they'll either take over the account. Like I've seen it on Twitter happen to where like a certain Twitter account is taken over and they change her into a Chinese person and change her stuff to be Chinese. And then the Chinese people use that to um, promote whatever propaganda or stuff that they're trying to promote, trying to, you know, either push it, good candidate or talk good about their government things like that you'll see those kinds of accounts Mm -hmm. but those are usually bought and sold um because people don't realize it is like anything online you can buy and sell instagram accounts and stuff the other thing that i do know is the government actually like especially here in the u.s and other places as well is they actually have contracted especially with covid going on there's a lot of privacy laws that are kind of being abolished, where they're taking your user data through like these COVID tracking apps, and they're using it to detect also things like what posts you're liking on, what um, kind of political party discussions you have. They're taking, for example, your microphone functions in your phone and listening to your conversations, which is something that your phones do naturally for like your Alexas and your series and those smart kind of technologies. That's super cool. But at the same time, they're really in a sense, recreating the book 1984, where they are using it to study their populace and direct them to certain agendas or manipulate them in ways that they see fit. And it's, it's not just specific countries. Every country does it. It's every marketing company does it. It's just something Mm. that's there. And so as an individual, you have to kind of decide, you know, how deep down the rabbit hole do I want to go? What do I care about? What do I not care about? Obviously, my privacy settings are a little bit higher than most because I work with sensitive clients. I work with sensitive information. So I have to make sure, you know, I cross my T's and dot my I's as far as that kind of stuff goes. But that's where, you know, for the average individual, is it a big deal if serious spying on you and telling your government, you know, your preferences and who to vote for, what shows you want to see, what not, not necessarily. It just depends on, you know, your threat level, what you're looking for, things like that. It's still just scary, isn't it
0: though? Like there's even that new Netflix series. I don't know what's called the social experiment or something or other. And they're talking, I just, I saw it on someone's Instagram. They were talking, they're talking all about like the fact that, yeah, like the government knows when you're lonely. They know when you're wanting, you know, when you're feeling like X, they know, they know what pictures you're liking on Instagram. And they then use that to literally fit us into an agenda. And I, I feel like we're seeing it already with COVID and it's, fucking creepy is what it is. It's actually creepy to think that like people know every single thing about us through like our phones.
1: Yep. Yep. The details in the data, that's what we say in hackers. So like when we go to, for example, look at an Instagram account or a website or stuff, and if you're looking at it to, one of the things my business does is we call it penetration testing, which is where we soft test like a hacker would your website and we either break it, um, through like the outlines of a contract, or we just, you know, do a soft test where it's like, Hey, these are vulnerabilities that you possibly could be exploited. Here's how you fix them. And so even just looking at that, the first thing I do is I open up the code and I read, you know, the HTML and the CSS and the PHP and all that other obnoxious jargon that everybody's kind of like, wait, what?
0: Yeah. Like, I'm like, what is that (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah it's just all the stuff that makes your website your website because it's all code it's all ones and zeros and strings of actual complicated math word problems believe it or not and that's where you have hackers that look for it but there's also programs out there that are really good for it we have bug bounty programs is what they're called which is essentially like being a, a bounty hunter like doug the bounty hunter or things like that where you actually have these guys, they go in our job, like Netflix is one of the big accounts that goes on these bug bounties and they outline, they say, okay, these are the files we want you guys to analyze, tell us what you can find. And people from all over the world go in and practice their hacking skills in bug bounty areas and they get paid for it if they find a vulnerability that Netflix deems good enough or, you know, any other country. Wow. And so there's just, there's good and bad uses for everything. And it's important to realize that, you know, a lot of these things that you see, they can be super scary, but they can also be super helpful too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So in terms of like, um, stalking and just people knowing all of our information, like I know we talked about Dexy stuff and how like, especially in America, um, you know, with privacy laws, like if you type your address into Amazon, like it's on like a million other websites, someone could just, people know with where you live, where you have lived your whole history. Um, can you talk a bit about that thingy and like influences being stalked and that kind of like not even knowing about it?
1: Oh yeah. It's a, it's a huge thing. And you see it a lot with, um, the first case I ever saw was back in, I think it was 2012 is when it first started to really take off because originally it was for law enforcement. Um, it's called doxing with two X's. And it was designed by criminals. They would find the guys that were either, you know, forming a case against them or working undercover, things like that. And what they would do is they would find their personal information, name, phone number, address, family members, and they would dump it on a website for hackers and for criminals and say, hey, look, there's this cop he's doing this, here's his caseload and all that stuff. And, you know, these cops are getting scared. Like that's their families Mm. that they're, you know, trying to do the good thing. And it's just slowly, as we've found, I remember in 2014, I believe I did a big push for most of my family members because you saw them pop up daily where it had your address, your phone number, your entire address history. I even saw like things about my kids and I went in and dug into Facebook. Facebook has it by default. It's searchable by your... Google engines and your Bing engines, your search engines. So all of your Facebook account stuff that is quote private is not private unless you personally make it that way. And the way Mm. Facebook has worded it so that they can do that. I mean, hackers laugh because we call Facebook the devil for a reason. Yeah. But it's true. If you're Doing privacy, it's very hard to stay private and be on social media. You can, but that's where, like I said, you've got to look into your alias accounts. You've got to look into being proactive with your information. You can run a Google search on yourself and put an alert on it and you can tag your address in it. And so anytime your address pops up, you can, you know, hire a company or an individual or you can go in yourself and submit all the paperwork for it. The thing that you have to realize though. Is that there are certain things that are public record. Like if you're a legal business with a legal business address and you use um, like a government post office box, guess what? That post office box is still linked to your physical address. So you have to wow. use you have to use different methods to really bury yourself. And that's where um, I'm going to refer everybody to my friend Michael Bazzell because he's okay. been honestly privatizing himself since 2007. <laughs> and he's worked in government institutions and he has clients all over the world, but he has a book out there called extreme privacy, what it takes to Mm -hmm. disappear. Um, And he talks about different strategies for America, the UK and other places. Um, And it's just a matter of looking for different things. But um, especially if you're a victim in an extreme circumstance, I would personally look into doing even that. And, you know, You have to understand that being a public face of your business doesn't mean that everybody has to know where you live. It doesn't mean that everybody has to know what your phone number is. It doesn't mean that you have to do things. You just may have to live a different life. I know that's something that as I've gotten more into security, my family's had to adapt to. and. My extended family members and things like that, they all look at me like I'm crazy. And then when they get hacked or whatnot, I'm the first person they call. And that's the first thing we do is go through their privacy settings.
0: Yeah, you were my, I remember like when the hackers were FaceTiming me and everything. And as you said, Chelsea, like, so when they were FaceTiming me, some people, some of my friends were like, oh, they're trying to scare you. And as Chelsea said, like, no, they're trying to get facial recognition to then use to hack more things. Correct?
1: Yep okay always
0: (laughs) yeah so like I remember when I'm having my fucking meltdown I'm shaking I'm crying when they're FaceTiming me and like you were my angel like I don't think people I don't think hackers would usually get called like angels but like you are my angel from heaven like so glad that I fucking found you because I don't know what I would have done like in those I really feel like sometimes and it happens all the time we wait and we don't even realize we need these things until shit like this happens and it's funny because I've like had on my radar for a while like oh like I really need like hire an IT person you like have someone there but I always just kind of think of IT as like oh someone someone to fix my website when something goes wrong but you never think of like this extreme case but if you're running your business through like online you need people like Chelsea on hand where if something was to happen you know that you've got someone to like kind of rely on and that this is their area of expertise to really help you because even just having you through like through getting the, the um the account back it just took a bit of weight off my shoulders knowing that like somebody else that's a pro at this, like something was happening. And that's kind of, you know, it ha- got hacked on like the and, like, midnight Monday morning. And like on Thursday, I was like, okay, I'm fucking hiring you. Let's do this shit. Cause I just couldn't keep, I couldn't keep waiting for Instagram and Facebook to tell them what was going on. And you know, like, so everyone needs to just get a Chelsea if they don't have a Chelsea and they um, are, they have their business through, um, through Instagram. So with the, uh doxy thing as well so you were so with with that um what was I gonna say so you know how with Instagram they found my phone number through my Instagram account because they hacked my Instagram and then my own Instagram my phone number was in the back there um what I was gonna say something before I totally forgot um once someone's hacked your account or even just having your phone number in your Instagram account is that then available to everybody like everyone can see it from that doxy report like your phone number oh yeah and then they can track you from your
1: phone um, number, right? Like where you we live. What oh, they that? can Sorry. track you through. Yeah, no. So the way the a doxing uh, attack works is as soon as your information is out there, you are compromised. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the reasons why people always ask me. They're like, well, why is a data breach such a big deal? And then I go through these scenarios where it's like, so let's pretend, for example, this happened on Twitter, mm. um, that there's a viral video going around and you have almost the exact same profile because facial recognition is about 60% accurate. So there's a high point that you can get recognized as somebody else. Okay. So you get targeted through some um, hacker research and told that you look like this guy on a viral video that is horrendous. Mm. Within a matter of hours, your name, phone number, address, everything personal about you is posted in to this horrid person that is not you Mm. you now start showing up at your doorstep and you know calling you and harassing you stuff where you're just like all you have the only option you have is to literally go out buy a new device buy a new phone buy a new phone plan and literally start from scratch and you have to start doing what Michael says and start privatizing your life and those are cases that do happen very regularly there are I've seen several times on Twitter where some of the main hackers that I follow they will come out and they will say, Hey, this person has been inaccurately tagged in this viral video. Please stop messaging them. Like stop harassing them. You guys have made a mistake. It's not that guy. It's this guy. And that is scary. It's so
0: dehumanizing. Then you have to start your
1: whole life again. It wasn't
0: even your fault. Yep.
1: And that's something where, you know, like have to do that. Like, obviously there are going to be that are going to be in your name. Your, your voting Mm. records are going to be in your name, Your, your registration for like your car, your loans, your business, those types of things are in your name, but you can have a big layer of privacy where like, for me, I use an alias on social media just because it's safer. It does a lot more for me. It protects my family. And I know that most people consider that kind of crazy, but it's a barrier. Mm. And it's something that I do, you can do that. You can use an alias for your Amazon account for your, like your mailings and things that you want to do. Anytime that I'm interested in signing up for a promotion, I don't use my real name. I use my first letter and maybe the first letter of my alias last name. And then Mm. I use an anonymous email address generator, or if they're, you know, super picky about it. Have an email generator that makes a nice email for me, and I just forward it to the email account that I want it to go to. I mean, yeah, it's exhausting to be me, but I have forty different email accounts for all mm. of and stuff, and they all serve different purposes. And now yeah. you don't have to do that, yeah, because it's am extreme,
0: yeah. And you've you've got like serious clients where you have to be, but it's just it's just helpful. I think the most what I'm trying to get everyone to take out of this podcast is just that. I was very naive before this thinking I'm safe. I'm fine. I live in a good country. Like I live, well, currently I'm in London. Otherwise I'm in New York or I'm in Melbourne. Like I live in a good country. I'm totally safe. I'm totally fine until I have hackers that have ripped my business from me. And it's so, I feel like what's so hard about it is it's not like you fucked your business and like, okay, something happened and your business is crumbling. It's like someone has taken it from you. You did not give them your permission. And like, it's, it's, you know what it is? It's like a, like energetic violation. It feels violating for somebody else to have your property. um, And you didn't give it to them. And they just like have all of your stuff and they could just with a blink of like with a click of a button, just delete this whole life that you've created and worked for and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's so dehumanizing. And I think The most important thing is that I was very naive about this before of like, well, like I've grown up in it. I grew up, I actually grew up in New York and Australia, but like I've grown up in safe environments. So, and, and a lot of us have that are listening to this podcast. And so we just think like, oh, we're fine. We're safe. And it wasn't until I had these hackers did this thing and then were FaceTiming me that I realized like, yeah, I am pretty safe compared to the majority of people in the world, but you don't know what could happen that could actually make you really unsafe and like when those hackers were phoning me i've never felt that un- i mean i've had some situations where my body has been completely unsafe like when i've had ski accidents that's why i said but i've never felt un- like that unsafe where i was honestly so fucking scared because people had these people had my phone number they could have my ip address they knew that i lived in london like they'd been in the back end of my instagram account and been able to see all these things like
1: it was scary Yeah, and that's that's the realization of it. And we live in a world where, you know, uh, ironically, there's very few guys like me out there, but there are people out there like me and my uh, uh, and my friend Jason that really want to just help people be more private and realize that, you know, just because a website asks for your first name and phone number doesn't mean you have to give it to them. Yeah. Just because it asks for a specific email doesn't mean you have to give it to them. There are services out there that you can create an email account with, um, it's called an anonymous email. All it does is it forwards those emails that they send to you to your regular inbox. And so you can have one in one account. And it's just learning those little tactics that, you know, protect yourself safe. Michael goes a little bit more extreme than even I do because he works with very high profile clients. My friend Jason is a lot more extreme. I mean, they don't even have pictures of themselves out there, but yeah. their background is in law enforcement. Mine is mm-hmm. I was a victim and so I became that way. And yeah, most hackers that so if you can find somebody that's been there and you know that's part of the services we offer is helping you protect your business. And I've done I even have a couple clients right now that I'm doing an audit for just on their we call it their digital footprint. So you know I'm going through everything that I can find and looking, you know, through to see if we can figure out their social security number, their company identification numbers, anything that we can do to trace back to them. And then we can show them and say, Hey, this is all information we have on you. You need to, you know, clean it up. And then we give them a plan of how to do that so that it's unrealistic. And I will tell people that the best way to do it is to take it in bite sizes. Like this is yeah. a really deep podcast. So just take a step back and say, okay, well, what's my threat level? If yeah. you have, you know, my, I label it yellow, green, and red. If you are green, you're either brand new on an Instagram, like, you know, brand new account. You don't post very much. You don't really fill out online websites. You're really careful with your email responses. And you don't spend a lot of your time on the web. That's a big key. That makes you a green account. It's like, if you get hacked, you'll probably catch it, or it probably won't be as big of a deal. You're more of a yellow if you are, you know, you own a business and public face of it, or if you are trying to be an influencer, -influencer, micro-influencer thing, or if you are, I always tell people if you're in law enforcement, you're automatically a red because that is just how it goes, you're going to be a target at some point. So you need to be really on the defensive if you're a stalking victim, or if you're, you working with, you know, stuff like that. You're yellow. If you've just been part of a data breach, that's a big yellow sign. And you'll see a huge increase. You can always tell when a new dump about data, because any there will be flooded with spam text messages and emails and all kinds of things that you just can't even imagine. And so it's really important to pay attention to how your inbox does, how those things go. And Marking them as spam, learning to check your links and just creating this new security awareness culture. Once you start training yourself like that, you know, you can determine how private you need to be based on your threat level. But there are some circumstances where, you know, it's like I tell people, you know, depending on your threat level, depending on how you feel, you need to be in the red, yellow, or green and have a plan accordingly. And you need to plan for the worst case scenario and work your way back to how you want to live your life and yeah. that's just something where you know you have to find a compromise cuz if you lived michael's way you would have no netflix no hulu no. no amazon no I mean my I'm not even kidding he's been off the grid so long that it's almost impossible to find him wow like it's impressive and when
0: when you can't find i know someone and like i cannot like you, they are not searchable on the internet like no matter how hard you will look like couldn't find them if you tried it's a, but, but, but they, their jobs are very, very high profile or they're looking after
1: really high profile people, but it's impressive. Like it is impressive. And it's, it's a full-time job to make sure that you are not discoverable. Mm-hmm. I can honestly attest to that. And Michael will tell you that Jason will tell you that. I mean, my friends that do that, they will tell you, it's a full-time job. My friend, Michael doesn't even let cell phones in his house. Like when his family comes to visit them, he actually picks them up from the airport and he stops at a certain intersection, puts all of their phones in a burner bag where they literally have no signal. They're all turned off and they're put in this special bag that blocks all signal. And then he takes them to his house and he has a computer for his guests and a phone for his guests that they can use to make phone calls. And that's it. They are not allowed to have any phones in his house. No computers, laptops, wow, nothing. Wow,
0: that's incredible. But it also goes to show then how far we have to go to have privacy. So the naive thought pattern that I was in of like, I'm fine. Like no one knows who I am. Like it's, it's bullshit. Like we are being watched every second of every day. So make sure that you've got what you want. That to, whatever you want to be private, make sure it's really private because it's probably not right now.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like, I know a lot of people are going to be listening to it and they're going to be like, well, that's way out of my cup of tea. Like I said, that's why I have the threat model. If you're, you know, green, yellow, or red, that's where you need to be responding. You're, if you are red, I can tell you right now, you're either an influencer, you've been recently hacked, you've been recently part of a data breach, you're part of like some kind of campaign, Mm. or you're on one of those, like you're, you're a stalking victim. You're coming out of an abusive relationship. You're a CEO, those kinds of things you're red. You are absolutely right. And so you need to take your privacy a little bit more seriously, but that doesn't mean that you can't live your life. I mean, how many celebrities do you know that don't have their addresses posted everywhere? How many celebrities do you know that you can't find their personal phone number for things like that? Mm. So that is possible. It just means that there may be a few extra steps involved and it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. It just means that certain things in your life have to change. You know, learning to use an alias account is a good thing. And just even practicing the information you give out, you know, how often when somebody calls you and says, Oh, Hey, I need this, this, and this to verify your account, you just give it out instead of asking questions. Mm. I've had. I've had collections officers and things like that call my clients and my clients will be like, you know what? I'm calling my privacy person first before yeah, I respond to any of your questions. Well, even like, so and I I got
0: Stripe to shut my account down when I was hacked just to protect everybody's like, just because I didn't know what these hackers were going to do. And it was, Stripe was a really good example of it took me a week, Chelsea, to get back into my account because of the amount of security and proof that I had to give that I was me. Even when you phone Stripe, like you have to go through this thing through the back end of your Stripe account and all and these codes pop up and they have codes that pop up and you have to like give each other your codes to like prove identity and whatnot and it's it just it even just showed me, when I was trying to get my strap account like when basically all I did was like they they locked the account so nobody could log into the account not even me and I asked them to do this and it was just amazing and I actually like I'm glad but like it took me a week to get it back because it was like I had to literally get my birth certificate I had to phone my mom in Australia and my mom had to fax me through my birth certificate to then even send that to them amongst a million other things it was actually kind of fucking amazing (laughs)
1: Yeah. And that goes to show you like, that's the difference between like Stripe versus PayPal or yeah. versus Bitcoin, even like that's something that I, I tell my clients all the okay. time is every, everything that you do online with your business, you have to take it and dissect it backwards. Okay. So you, you know, you think that Instagram is vulnerable, but you have to look at what's connected to your Instagram account. Yeah. What's connected to your email account. Like I've had clients that get their email account stolen. First question to them is what have you sent recently? And they all go, what? Uh, This is here. This is a test to tell you how, like, if you don't think that you need this, open up your email right now, go to your sent folder, nothing else. Go to your sent folder and search for a government document, like your taxes, your rebates, whatever. Fuck. I've even sent my passport to like legal teams recently. Yeah. All of that is recorded in your sent folder and it's never deleted. So when a hacker gets that,
0: that's considered identity <laughs>
1: We need to do so another consultation. I, <laughs> we can totally do it. And I can show you, I it's called um, end-to-end encryption is how I tell all my clients. So anytime I have to send a personal document like to a lawyer or whatnot, my first question to them is not, Where do I send it? My first question to them is, do you have an email account at this address? And they always go, what? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you a link that is encrypted. It's going to have a passcode. It's going to have this, this, and this. You're the only person that is going to be able to click on it and download it. And you will have two days to download it. And if it is not downloaded in two days, you'll have to contact me. I'll have to send it again. And I I always go,
0: What? I like that. I I'm, like that. I'm, I mean, I there's so there, it, there is so much. I still need to do stuff from our our session with like the Google phone number and getting my shit off any website like any like any of my phone numbers or my New York address that kind of stuff. Um, which we I still need to do. So I just need another session with you. Full stop. But to wrap up, basically, what we're saying is protect your Instagram. Get two factor authentication with an app on your Instagram, your emails, your Facebook, X, Y, and Z create an alias account if you're worried and like, don't put your fucking address everywhere. Um, and basically don't think that you are really safe. Cause you're probably like you're, you're set. Like wait, what are am I trying, we're not trying to scare anybody. Like you're safe, but you're not as private as what you think you are basically.
1: Yep. Picture it. Like if you've ever read the book 1984 or seen the movie, the hunger games where they can see everything and do everything. That's essentially the world we live in. Thanks to our cell phones and data. Like this network is super awesome and amazing. (laughs) It does so many amazing things. And then the thing is, is you can live a private life. Like, you know, Mark Cuban lives a really private life. Um, Oh, I can't. Robert Herjavec lives a really private life. There's Jeff Bezos is pretty private. I mean, obviously he's been compromised, but Mm. Mark Zuckerberg lives a pretty private life. There are things you can do. My friend, Michael has a pretty private life so far. My friend, Jason, who is still a law enforcement and still had stuff. He lives a pretty private, normal life. And that's the thing is once you get the program set up to how you're going to do things. And once you're adapted to that, I can almost guarantee you that it makes it so much safer for you. And that's like your security blanket. There are victims. I know Michael works with them all the time where they go through this privacy process of just slowly removing their information. And they get to the point where they can live a normal life. They can get married. They can have kids. They can, you know, watch their Netflix at home and chill. Yeah. Without having all of these extra complications, so it just is a matter of working backwards. So don't feel like you're all being targeted. Just realize that what we did back in the day, before the internet and stuff, to really protect ourselves was you removed yourself from the phone book. Mm. Well, removing yourself. (laughs) What's a phone book? (laughs) Seriously, right? You know, you moved towns. Yeah, you moved towns and went to where nobody knew you in the middle
0: of nowhere. Man, like, are phone books even a thing? Like, do they even exist anymore? I don't even know. They're
1: The scary part is they're digital. And they're yeah. attached to, like, be in, I've seen them attached to DNA records, to, like, all of those addresses, your face IDs, things like that. So it's, everything's connected. And yeah, the wow. thing is, is you want to be able to put roadblocks. That's why aliases are good. Misinformation is another big key. Um, with spreading stuff. So you can, even if you want to use your real name, start using a different name for different things and just have misinformation, use different addresses. There's other things that you can do and there's so much stuff. And I know we probably covered way more than everybody wanted to, but it just makes people aware and
0: it's good. And now they all know you, and that's the most important thing. Everyone just needs to know Chelsea so that if they're in this situation, they know who to go to. And if they are an influencer or if they do have a lot of followers or they do have a business run online, they can go to you and then you can help protect them and do whatever whatever they need to protect their business.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. We're working on a group coaching program where it's like you get a training twice a month for you and your team. Um, and then we're working on also like a private one-on-one consultation, which I recommend on a case-by-case basis. Yeah, so amazing. if you guys need to get a hold of me, um, I'll send Monica some stuff that she can put in the show notes, and yeah, you guys can you know contact me and all of that. But you're not alone and i thank am not you, the Chelsea. only person out there that is trying to make you guys safe. Yeah. No, thank you so My much. Pleasure. Is there anything else that you want to tell them? I think you've
0: said everything They, I'll put I'll put the links in the in below where they can find you in those instructions. Um and then they can basically just message you if they're interested in the consultation or in having their team trained twice a month and is there anything else? Oh, should we well, I'll put a link to like an email list um, where if you get enough people, you'll run a little like masterclass or whatever for these basics.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it's especially if it's you're like a person that doesn't um, run a business or stuff, but you just yeah. want to protect your information. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, ju- we'll put an email list together that you Great. guys can just jump on and do that. So that way, because I know that not everybody listening is running a business, but yeah, It's important to have that for your personal stuff too.
0: It is. It really is. Because even just like, even having like your account, your personal account hacked, it's just such a violation of your privacy to have someone else have your images in their possession. And I know you don't own your Instagram, but it's just fucking creepy and it's honestly traumatic. So it's important for everyone to have. Anyway, we will leave it there. Such a good episode. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for coming on and I'll put everything in the show notes below.
1: Perfect. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you.
0: Well, guys, I hope that you found that really, really helpful for yourself and for your family, friends, loved ones, X, Y, and Z. Um, like I said, I'd be really grateful if you can share the episode because these interview episodes do actually take me quite a bit of time and energy. Um, I wanted to also share that I've got a really good podcast coming out, uh, possibly tomorrow. Though I haven't recorded it right now, and this is coming out like today is like tuesday tomorrow it's going to be out um so if i get time tomorrow looking at my calendar i might be able to record it. i've got a really good one coming out that you guys are gonna fucking froth over and then i've got another one coming out next week around the different um what did i What's it about? Different erotic designs or feminine blueprints? One of the two that I've done. So um, keep a lookout for those. Remember, Queen Alchemy is open for enrollment right now. It is the last round. Once spaces are full, they are fucking full. My one-on-ones are full for the rest of the year, but I have one space in February, and it might be gone by now. But if you want to grab that one one-on-one space, February, March, April, possibly six months, depends which package you go with. Then please let me know. Send an email is always better, guys. DMs just get fucking clogged. And to be honest, I just like get so busy that like my dms just get fucked sometimes sarah will look at them and be like she's a virgo and she's like oh my god this is my worst fucking nightmare um so my DMs get pretty fucking clogged. And so if you want fast answers or you want to make sure that you don't miss out on getting a space in a program, please always email because Sarah will reply within like the fucking day. Whereas I literally can take like two weeks to reply to a DM. Um so yeah, just a note on that. I hope you all have a lovely day. Thank you for all your support as per usual. And if you haven't left a review, I'd be really grateful um, if you could. And I'm just so grateful to have my Instagram back. Honestly, it was a fucking miracle. And thank you guys for manifesting so hard with me. I love you all. Bye!